Hey, this is Pastor Sam, and thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. I just want to start off by congratulating you on starting your year off right. You know, you've made your best decision of 2017 so far. You decided to come worship with this beautiful group of people, right? You've decided to um, shake off maybe some of the final decisions of 2016. Maybe they're still lingering with you a little bit this morning, your final decisions of, I ate a whole Hungry Howie's pizza last night, guys. I'm talking a large pepperoni with butter cheese crust. My wife ate one piece. I ate the whole thing. So some of our, like I said, some of our final decisions of 2016 are still lingering with us um, here this morning. Um, good, good thing nobody's sitting in the front row. And, um, but you, you've decided to come here and to worship with us. And so uh, to that, I want to say thank you. I want to say congratulations. I want to say that I think that's awesome that this is one of the first decisions you've made this year. And I pray that you continue to make this decision to pursue, oh my gosh, is there a baby in a Stafford jersey back there? There is. Oh my heart. Everyone just just pause. We need to pause for a moment. This is biblical. And look at this baby. Just, just, oh, this is so wonderful. So wonderful. I'm sorry. That just threw me. It's going to be a long morning. Um, that's incredible. Um, wow, focus. Do I need to pray? I might need to pray. Um, so I spent the past, this past week in Tennessee. Um, my wife is from Cleveland, Tennessee, which is right between Chattanooga and Knoxville, right off of I-75. And um, so I spent the week kind of reading and relaxing and and putting my phone down and spending time with my kids and family and all that stuff. And it was really, really an amazing experience. And so I, I hope and I pray that at some point throughout this holiday season, throughout this last week, that you've been able to experience somewhat of a similar situation. Maybe, maybe you had work and they're mixed in there and stuff, but I hope that you've been able to rest and relax and get recharged and ready for this new year. Because at the turn of every year, we all do this thing where we recalibrate kind of our lives, right? We all come to this point, you know, we got the, the, the whole concept and idea of New Year's resolutions. And so we get this idea of what are my goals going to be for this next year? You know, 2016 is over with, it's done. You know, we go and look at our goals and we say, man, I wish, if I, I, wish I would have accomplished more of these. Or we say, man, I did a pretty good job on this, man. I, I stayed focused. I got this stuff done. That's great, but it's a new year. And so it's time to make new goals, right? It's time to set a new focus. It's time to set a new vision. It's time to continue moving forward and see what I'm going to accomplish in 2017. And so at the beginning of the year, um, I always kind of do this. I, I sit down and I make some lists. I make some charts. I make some whatever. I'm a, I'm a, a list kind of guy. And uh, so I get on there and I, I start making, you know, physical goals. Obviously, I did not meet my physical goals of 2016. I continued to grow, you know, my mom always said, oh, you're just a growing boy. It's okay. Well, I think I'm past that phase in my life, but I'm still growing. Um, it might have something to do with the pizza I ate last night. But, um, you know, I set physical goals. I set financial goals, right? I say, you know, I want to get this paid off or I want to get this amount of money set aside so I can, you know, have some security and all this sort of thing. And so I set financial goals. I set family and relational goals, right? I want to hang out with this, my, with my, I want to give my family this much of myself, or I want to spend this much time investing into other people. You know, I have this friendship. I want to build that friendship and that relationship and grow that over this next year. Uh, this year in particular, I have some social media goals, 
which I think is, this is maybe the first time that I've ever done that. And it's probably not what you're thinking. It's not, I hope to get this many friends and this many likes and this many followers. It's pretty much the opposite. My goal is to stay off of social media a lot more this next year. So I went through on my phone and I deleted all my social media apps off my phone. Guys, that's hard. That's like no joke. You don't realize how addicted you are until you go to do something like that and it like physically hurts. You're like... X, ooh, and then like, you know, when your wife runs in the store and you're sitting in the car by yourself for an hour, I'll be back in five minutes, honey, an hour, and you don't have a social media app on your phone, it's amazing where your mind can go and what you can think about and what you can plan and what you can, it's incredible, but I have, I've set some social media goals and, and phone goals for myself, and so I've started kind of calibrating all of this, and so many of you have probably done a lot of the same things, and if not, hopefully you will, to kind of give yourself a vision and a purpose and something to chase after and a goal, but for most of us, when we do this, it seems like we make a list of priorities, right? Because priorities factor into our goals. And we say, what's important to us? So let's kind of organize this. And so for those of you this morning who have decided to get up on Sunday morning, January 1st, New Year's Day, and come to church, God or Jesus is probably somewhere at the top of your list, right? Like this is a priority. This is something that I want to chase after. This is something that's important to me. So therefore I'm going to pursue it this year. Um, for many, uh, family typically comes next, right? Family is a priority to me. I want to make sure that that I, I'm intentional about carving out time for my family. We're going to plan this vacation this year, or we're going to, you know, I'm going to be home from work at this time every day so that I have part of myself to give to my kids or whatever the case may be. And then from here on out, you know, some people would put career or our job in this, in this category. That's important, right? I need to make money so that I can support my family and, and you know, be generous and all this stuff. So I, I, you know, it's got to be there. And so our career and our work, and we set goals there, and I want to accomplish this, or I want to move forward this amount over this next year. And then you know, for some of us, um, it's health. Right? We set these health goals and these health priorities and say, I want to lose this much. I don't know very many people that say, I really hope I gain weight this year. Right? I mean, that's typically not the goal, but maybe for some. But we have these health goals. I'm going to start working out. I'm going to go to the gym. I thought it was incredibly ingenious that Planet Fitness sponsored all the New Year's Eve stuff last night. Right? I mean, that is like genius because everybody's like, yeah, man, yeah, they don't judge me. I'm going there, right? And so we put health in our list of priorities and we're making this list and then we, we probably get down to here and we're like, okay, relationships are, are important. Maybe it's um, extended family. It's like, you know, I want to talk to my mom on the phone more. I want to see, you know, reconnect with that cousin that we were really tight a long time ago. Or it's friendships, and saying, you know, since I've gotten married, my boys have said I've kind of fallen off the face of the planet, so I'm going to be intentional about connecting with them, right? We're going to have guys' nights or whatever. All the guys are kind of nudging their women. Yeah, you hear what he's saying? But, you know, maybe relationships are part of something that we want to categorize and prioritize and make happen. And so we get this list of priorities, and we say, this is what's important. This is how I'm going to, uh, you know, kind of set my goals, and for those of us who are here this morning, God and Jesus is probably at the top of that list. And that's a noble thought, and that's a, a, a really good idea, but the reality is, that's not effective in daily life. Did I just hear the pastor say that? That's just not, it's not effective in, in the daily grind of life. 
It just doesn't make sense when you put Jesus at the top of your list and then you have family and career and health and all this. When you organize your list this way and categorize your life this way, it doesn't make sense because how do you say that God is gonna be more important than my family? Does that mean that my kid comes to me and says, dad, I'm hungry. And I say, hold on, son, I'm praying. You can eat later. I'm spending time with the big man. You can wait, right? Or with your career, you say, your boss says you gotta be there at 10. And you say, nah, man, you don't understand. I had this like prayer meeting this morning that superseded my, my meeting with you. And so therefore I was praying and work can come later because Jesus is at the top of my list. That's how I live my life. That, that doesn't really equate. Or same with you know, our health. It's like, yeah, I, I would work out, but I was reading my Bible. That's, I mean, if you're gonna have an excuse, that, that's a pretty good one. But um, you know, uh, Jesus is, is more important. So this list idea or relationships, I can't hang out with my friends because I'm hanging out with Jesus, hanging out with God. That's, that's, that's how I roll. I mean, how do we neglect any of these in order to prioritize this? It just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't jive because see a list, it segregates and it, and it, and it compartmentalizes the different areas of our life. When we begin to organize our life in lists, it, it sort of individualizes all of it. And so today, my main message, and this is a soundbite that could get me in trouble, but my main message is don't put Jesus first in 2017. And many of you are going, oh my gosh, what's going on? What happened? My main message this morning is don't put Jesus first in 2017. But now, then you look at a passage like Colossians chapter one, verse 15 through 17. And it kind of sets a framework for this idea and this concept. It says, the son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers of rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him, all things hold together. All right, Sam, you're messing with my head here. Because you're saying, don't put Jesus first. But this obviously says, Jesus is first in order. It says, he is before all things, right? And you're saying, Sam, don't put Jesus first. But he is first in importance because through him, all things hold together. But here's the deal. Jesus doesn't need to be first on your list. It doesn't need to be Jesus, then your family. Jesus, then your career. Jesus, then your health. Jesus, then your relationships, because when we do that, it compartmentalizes, it ostracizes, it segregates all the different parts of your life and you begin to live a compartmentalized life. You get to this point where Jesus is for Sunday morning, but Jesus is not for my family. I got my Jesus box and then I got my family box and I got my Jesus box and then I got my work box and then I got my Jesus box and I got my health box. If people listen to what I listen to, if people knew what I listened to in the gym, they wouldn't know I had a Jesus box for many of us, right? Or what I looked at at the gym, hello, they wouldn't know I had a Jesus box. And my Jesus box doesn't enter my relationship box. Those are my drinking buddies. That's my party friends. That's my crew. But I got my Jesus box over here. So when you put Jesus at the top of the list, it compartmentalizes our life. And so rather than Jesus, then our family, Jesus, then our career, Jesus, then our health, Jesus, then our relationships, I would suggest that it needs to be Jesus in. It needs to be Jesus in our family, Jesus in our career, Jesus in our health, Jesus in our relationships. And so it's Jesus in all things. Rather than putting Jesus at the top of the list, I would suggest that we put Jesus in the center. We put Jesus in the center rather than at the top of the list. And so he's the center of our orbit. So coming out of this is our family, 
And coming out of this is our work. And coming out of this is our relationships. And coming out of this is our health and all these different facets of our life and whatever the case may be, other areas of life, your hobbies, your friends. Um, the Detroit Lions obviously is a big circle up there. And it's putting Jesus at the center rather than at the top of the list because when we do this, it decompartmentalizes everything. It becomes to the point where when you're with family, Jesus is present. When you're at work, Jesus is present. When you're at the gym, Jesus is present. When you're hanging out with your friends and in your relationships, Jesus is present. It's not Jesus then, it's Jesus in. And so um, what I wanna do is I wanna take a few minutes and look at kind of how this applies to work and how this applies to relationships because relationships are kind of this overarching theme that permeates everything. So I wanna spend just a few minutes, give you a few little introductory ideas of how you can kind of make this a reality and how you can put this into practice. And then we'll go spend the rest of the day prayer and prayer and fasting for tonight at 8.30 against the Green Bay Packers, okay? So let's pray and then we'll jump into this. God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for the time of worship that we got to share together. The intimate worship where just a guy in a guitar gets up and just pours out his passion for you and we're able to join with him in that. I thank you for that opportunity. I thank you for the opportunity we have to give and to be generous and I thank you for the opportunity we have to open your word and allow it to speak life and truth to us. God, I pray this morning that as we begin to recalibrate our lives and reprioritize things and organize things for this upcoming year, I pray that we would put you right at the center of it all and that everything we do and everything that we are is revolving around you. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. So first I wanna take a few minutes and I wanna look at work because many of us spend a lot of time at work. You spend at least half of your life at work. And so you would think half of your time spent at a place, you should probably figure out how to incorporate Jesus into that kind of setting, right? Into that sphere of influence, into that kind of realm and compartment of your life. And so Colossians chapter three, verse 23 really speaks to this. It says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. It says, work as if you are working unto the Lord. Do everything you do as if you're doing it for God himself. And so the fact of the matter that many of us spend more than half of our lives at work, it means that what we're doing there, we should be pursuing excellence. Not because we like our boss, not because that's what our job description says, but we should be pursuing excellence because Colossians chapter three, verse 23 says that we should be working as if we are working unto the Lord. And so I have two kind of ideas to kind of help us do this. Two ideas that can kind of jumpstart this idea. The first idea is perspective. Our perspective is so huge. Our perspective in every area of life is so important. How we think about things, how we approach things, how we process things, it changes our entire life. And so our perspective when it comes to work 
can radically shift and transform the way we approach work. And it can shift and change the way that we, that we get through our day. See, there's one perspective where we come in and we're grumbling and we're complaining and we're saying, this job doesn't fulfill me. This job isn't my dream job. I don't get to go surfing all day, every day. So therefore, it's not the best job ever, right? Uh, we go, go in with this perspective of, it's too early. My boss is a jerk. I'm not getting to accomplish, you know, I'm not feeling 100% fulfilled from this work. Therefore, this work sucks, right? It's this mentality of saying that work is no good because it's not, you know, rainbows and unicorns and butterflies all day long. And we go in this perspective that we're like angry about it and we're upset and we end up hating work. Or we can kind of shift our perspective a little bit, flip-flop it and say, man, it's pretty cool that I have the opportunity to do this. It's pretty cool that someone's actually paying me to do something and then I can take that money and I can support my family and I can take that money and I can buy the surfboard that I want to go surfing with, Right? Or I can do all these different things because I've, I, I'm blessed with the opportunity to have a job and we can celebrate these opportunities rather than going in with a perspective of this is not the perfect opportunity. This is not the one that, that I think in my dreams is going to be the greatest thing ever. It's a shift in perspective because if we go at it with the former perspective, we're never gonna be happy. You go at it with the former perspective, you're never gonna like your job. It doesn't matter what your job is. If we go at it from the former perspective, how can Jesus be at the center of that? If we're negative and complaining and grumbling and whining about it all the time. How is Jesus in the middle of that? How is Jesus at the center of that? Exactly. It can't coexist with one another. And so if we're able to shift our perspective and say, you know what? I have this job. And it's not the best job in the universe. I I, I know that. But I know that God has me here. And I know that God has a purpose for me here. And if we shift our perspective showing up to work and saying, you know what, I'm not here just to collect a paycheck. I'm here because I'm gonna put Jesus at the center of this. And my perspective is, is I'm gonna carry Jesus into this sphere of influence. It's not Jesus, then my career. It's Jesus in my career. And so I'm gonna see how he can use me today to impact somebody. I'm gonna see how he can use me today to change someone's life, to change someone's heart, to change someone's perspective of who he is. When we shift our perspective about our jobs and we view it as Jesus in our work, Jesus in our career, it really, really changes a lot. Maybe in 2017, you don't necessarily need to change your career. Maybe you need to change your perspective. Maybe you don't need to change your job to be happy. Maybe you need to change your perspective to be happy. So perspective is huge. Perspective is huge at putting Jesus at the center of your work. The second thing is performance. The second thing is performance. Guys, do great work. Do great work. Don't show up and milk the clock. Don't see what the bare minimum is that you can get done just to get done. And so that your boss doesn't bug you if you make sure you do this and do that, they'll leave you alone. God honors good work. God desires good and excellent work from you. Colossians 3.23, work as if you were working unto the Lord. Have a great work ethic. You want to show Jesus at your job? It's not going to be through your Christian t-shirt. It's going to be through your work ethic. You want to show Jesus at your job? Don't be lazy. Don't milk the clock. Go above and beyond. Bring excellence into every realm of your life. That 
We'll get people to ask, hey, what, what's, what's up with you? Why are you always going so hard? Why are you always doing everything like to the, well, you see, I follow this guy named Jesus who not only makes my life better, but he makes me better at life. And it kind of just changes everything for me. And so, you know, Colossians chapter three, verse 23 says that I should do it as if I'm working for him. And so that's what I'm doing. I promise you that that conversation will go over a lot better than if you wear your uh, God hates everyone but me t-shirt to work, okay? I promise you more life change and impact will happen in that kind of conversation, a relational interaction where you say, God has radically impacted my life and you see that. And so therefore you're curious as to why I'm different, as to why I'm moving forward. Honor God with your perspective and your performance. And that'll help to keep Jesus at the center of your work, where we spend most of our time. Obviously, that's not all-encompassing, you know? Obviously, there's more to it. But those two things right there, I feel like those are nuggets of truth that can really kind of jumpstart this process for you. If you shift your perspective and you up your performance, I believe that God will be honored in that, and it'll draw people into the conversation for you. And so that's kind of where we sit with the work. Now, relationships. I want to talk a little bit about relationships because relationships permeates everything. Relationships cover everything. Relationships is part of work. Relationships is part of family. Relationships is part of your health. Relationships is your friendships and everything. Relationships are kind of all-encompassing. And so in order to keep Jesus at the center of your relationships, you must have a Bible study every single day. And every Friday night in high school, you need to have a prayer meeting. No, that's not the case at all. Again, that's not practical. That's not real life. I have four kids. I can't have a Bible study every single night with all my neighbors, right? That's not really the way it goes down. The way that we need to keep Jesus at the center of our relationships, the way that we need to keep Jesus at the center of our relationships is having a vision for that relationship, is having a vision for that relationship. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18 talks about where there is no vision, the people perish, Right? And we have to know kind of where we're going for things to thrive and for things to grow and for things to progress and things to move forward. We need to see God's vision for every relationship in our lives. How does God desire me to interact with this person? Where is this relationship going? What's the point of this relationship? Because the reality is every single interaction that we have, every relationship that we have, every single day, we're doing one of two things. We're either pushing people closer to Jesus or we're pushing people further from Jesus. And you know how we're doing that? It's not with our t-shirts. Once again, it goes back to our work ethic. It goes back to who we are as a person. It goes back to how we interact with them on a relational level. We're either pushing people closer to Jesus or we're pushing people further from Jesus. Success in a relationship is not having a secret handshake. Success in a relationship is not how many inside jokes we can have. Success in a relationship is not how buddy-buddy, close-close we are with one another. Success in a relationship is how close you can get that person to Jesus. When you're a Christ follower, it redefines relationships for you. And so we need to have a vision for our relationships. Again, it goes back to perspective, shifting our perspective about our relationships. We're not there to kill time. We're not there to just Netflix and chill. We are there to have a meaningful conversation. We are there to have a meaningful dialogue. We are there to point people to Jesus. That's the idea. That's the goal. That's the vision for relationships. And so I kind of have two ideas of how we can make that happen in our relationships as well. In Romans chapter 12, it talks about how we should put others before and above ourselves. And so the first kind of idea is that we need to serve and love people. We need to love and serve people like Christ loved and served 
the church. We need to love and serve others before ourselves. Putting others before ourselves. It seems like a foreign concept in our day and age, in our culture. Whenever you put others before yourself in your family, it looks interesting. These estranged relationships are no longer estranged. These awkward conversations are no longer awkward when you're putting others before yourselves in our career. Whoa, how do you do that? Putting others before yourselves, serving and loving others, not cutthroat, climbing the corporate ladder, but serving and loving others. Putting others before yourselves, let our actions show the love of Jesus. There's somebody that I experienced just this last week that, that embodies that so greatly. It's my sister-in-law, Sylvia. She's, uh, she's married to my, bro- she's my wife's sister. And uh, her husband pastors a church down in Tennessee and they have two little boys. And Sylvia serves her family like above and beyond. And it's not one of those situations where he's like this male chauvinist pig and he's like, woman, wash my feet. Like it's, it's not that kind of dynamic at all. Sylvia does it with a smile and she does it with joy. And she not only serves her boys and her husband, but she served like us while we were down there and served our kids and served my in-laws. And just, she just serves and loves other people so much with so much joy. She's not like, oh, I guess I'll pick up everybody. She's like, Picking up something, I'm like, you're weird. She's like, I love it, oh, I'm serving up. It's just like, she is a little quirky and crazy. I'll give her that. But she loves people and she serves people above and beyond. And you know what, it's contagious. Walking away from this last week, watching how she served everybody, I'm like, man, I want to be that to people because that's inspiring. That's incredible. We have the opportunity to be that. You just love and serve other people. And it puts Jesus right at the center of your relationships. It'll keep Jesus right there in the mix. The second thing is speaking life into relationships. We need to recognize the power of our tongue. We need to recognize the power of our words and how powerful and life-changing that can be because our words are very powerful. They can either build us up, they can either build up or they can tear down and destroy. They really can And so we need to be careful how we're using our words in our relationships, how we're using our words when we interact with people, because how are we using our words? Are we using them for superficial conversations that are very surface level and they don't really go anywhere? Or are they deep and meaningful and speaking life into people and speaking life into situations? I mean, it's incredible. I was, um, it was after church. I can't remember, it was a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, could have been a couple years ago. I have no idea. Um, but I was, I was having in a conversation after church with a group of people and the conversation started to turn to where it was a slippery slope, right on the edge of a slippery slope where it could have like really just nosedived and we could have really started just talking bad about people and judging and all this stuff. And it was right there, but I didn't realize we were right there until someone spoke up and spoke life into the conversation and it totally twisted everything we were talking about and completely changed the dynamic and directive of the conversation. It was my sister-in-law, Jillian. She's the one that changed it. We were sitting there talking and she just gave a very positive take on what we were talking about. And it was like, everybody was like, yeah, oh yeah, you know, you're right. And then it totally shifted everything about what we were talking about. And it saved all of us from this conversation that could have gone pretty dark, pretty deep, pretty quick. But her stepping up and speaking life into that 
completely change the whole dynamic of the situation. And so I get people that come to me and they're like, oh man, this person was talking bad about you and that person was talking bad and this was happening and that was happening. And I'm sitting there thinking, hey, it takes two to tango. Nobody comes and talks to me about that stuff because I'm not gonna allow it. If someone's talking bad about someone to you, it's because you allow it. It's because you haven't taken the opportunity to speak life into that relationship and speak life into that context. And so you're like, I don't, I'm just a good listener. That's bull crap. You're not just a good listener. You're allowing people to talk bad and therefore they feel safe doing it with you. And so if that's you, cut the crap. Speak life into relationships. Speak li- My wife's giving me the look like, Sam, back off. Okay, I'll back off. Speak life into relationships. That's huge. You wanna keep Jesus at the center of your relationships? Speak life. Speak life, speak life, because our words have the power to build up and our words have the power to tear down. And so don't use your words to tear down. Use your words to build up. Use your words to speak life, because just like Jillian changed the whole dynamic of that, you can change the whole dynamic of your relationships and your interactions, just from the words that you use just from the words that you use. And so maybe you're not prone to lists and maybe you're not prone to all this stuff, but I wanna invite you to set your life up in circles like this. As you're reprioritizing at the top of the year, as you're kind of thinking and shifting through and saying, what do I wanna accomplish? How do I wanna accomplish it? What do I want to be doing over this next year? I wanna encourage you to put Jesus, to put God, to put your life in relationship with him at the center. And then let everything else flow from that. And take Jesus into your work context. Take Jesus into your family context. As many of you have families who don't go to church or who are not involved in church, you have the opportunity every time you talk to them to either push them closer to Jesus or push them further from Jesus. And so be very intentional with the way that you carry yourself, the the conversations that you have. Same thing at work. Many of you work with a lot of people who want nothing to do with God or church or religion because they've encountered a lot of people that have pushed them pretty far from Jesus. Why don't you be the person that pushes them closer to Jesus over this next year? In your family, in your work, in your health, in in everything, put Jesus at the center because when we do this, guys, that will make our year the best year yet. It'll make the trajectory of our life completely and drastically different in a positive way. And so hopefully this morning we can be challenged and encouraged with this. But if you're in here this morning and, and you're thinking, man, that's, that's not me. This, is, this, this side has been me. I've compartmentalized this thing. And I got my church friends and I got my Jesus box and then I got my work friends and my work box and my family friends and my family box. And I want to give you the opportunity to just kind of deconstruct that in your brains this morning and kind of deconstruct that in your heart and say, you know what? I want to make a change. I want to allow Jesus to permeate everything. I want to allow Jesus to be in everything, to be all over all of it. And so we want to give you that opportunity this morning. So Leo's just going to lead us in another song. And it's just carving out some intentional space that if you need to do business with God, or if you need to do business with yourself, we want to give you the opportunity to do that. And so I'm going to pray, and then Leo's going to lead us in another song. So let's pray together. God, I thank you this morning. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the truth that you have given us. God, I pray this morning that those of us in here who are facing these different thoughts, facing these different ideas, some of us in here, we need to shift our perspective. We need to shift our perspective when it comes to work. We need to shift our perspective when it comes to relationships. Some of us, we need to shift our performance when it comes to work. 
We need to step up and be the excellence that inspires people and pleases and honors God. And God, some of us in here this morning, we need to shift our perspective in our relationships. We need to begin to love and serve others. We need to speak life into our relationships. But most of all, we need to put you right at the center of it all. God, I pray that as we draw near to you, you would send your Holy Spirit to draw near to us and we would do work with you this morning. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, everyone said. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, challenged you, and that you experience true life change. Make sure you head over to iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc.